Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some drivers in New Jersey got an unexpected show when a truck that was hauling fireworks caught on fire. Yeah, it's the first time someone's been like, call 911 in 15 minutes. Right, after we all go ooh and ah, ooh, ah. It's a funny joke, funny. I just can't help thinking of the various tragedies through the years when fireworks factories have caught fire and people have died, Jack. Back to you. All right. Um, so it's 4th of July weekend. This will be the biggest travel day of the year thus far. The previous biggest travel day of the year, which was... Father's Day, Juneteenth, week before last, was a horror at the airports. And as I was uh, driving to work today, I heard reports of hundreds of flights that have, might be thousands by now that have already been canceled. So I was going to throw it out to you. If you're uh, headed to an airport, at an airport, just left an airport, got anything to say, feel free to text us, 415-295-KFTC. We did get a text from somebody who's there and dealing with it. Very annoyed with the airlines. Book less flights. Shame on them. I don't know how that whole thing works out. Uh, I guess at least so far, it would seem in my life, the airlines feel like they can book as much as they want and we'll put up with it. I don't know if there's a tipping point where people would actually fly less or drive more or something, Mm. but so far that we've never gotten there. 
So they're the, the sort of person who overbooks themselves like crazy or a doctor's office that knows they can't stay on time with the number of patients. And they just figure, yeah, it's going to break, but it's not our problem. It's the stupid customers that suffer. Well, doesn't, Screw it, them. doesn't it seem that way to you? Yeah, that the airlines absolutely. and I think the airlines have data to back this up. We can do practically anything in terms of seat size, um, food and drink, wait times, cancellations, delays, and you're still going to fly with us. So right. whatever, especially because they're all doing it more or less the same way. So yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Opt for the good airline? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. somebody please point it out. Uh, of course, you know, booking <laughs> booking fewer flights is one way to deal with it. If you're just tuning in earlier in the day, we advocated letting the drunk pilots fly. Guy shows up to the airport, he's a little tipsy. Huh. As long as he finds his way to the right plane and he knows what city he's supposed to go to, yeah. sober enough for me. Let's go. Instead of a blood alcohol of whatever, I think now the test is, do you know what city this plane's supposed to go to? If they can answer that correctly, let him fly. It's mostly automated anyway. Right. I would right. get on that flight, and then you, you tell the passengers. I, I'm fine with that, too. He's kind of drunk. Anybody want to get to Dallas? I think three-quarters of us would say yes, and we'd get on the plane. Is the co-pilot sober? Yes, the co-pilot's absolutely sober. D- this done. Let's go. <laughs> Say why, why? all of the pa- all of the passengers. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so we're halfway through the year of 2022. How is the economy going? Well, let's start with this report on credit card debt. Soaring inflation, forcing millions of households to stretch their dollars further by putting charges on their credit cards. Americans carry an average of $6,194 in credit card debt. In May of this year, Americans had a collective balance of $856 billion, up from $757 billion in May 2021. According to Bankrate, more than one in three Americans have less emergency savings now than one year ago. Okay, the uh, previous two months have set records for credit card debt. I would expect the same when the numbers come in for June. $6,000 average? Wow. Uh, you know, you look at average salaries across America, that seems like a high average for credit card debt. As I was saying yesterday, I hope this doesn't happen for all kinds of reasons, but as I was out and about traveling and seeing, you know, long lines at every restaurant we went to and every place I went to was packed and people are traveling and and acting like things are the same as they've ever been, I think we're going to hit a wall where everybody realizes I'm out of money. My credit card's maxed. My payment's too high. I'm not eating out anymore. I'm not flying anymore. I think it's going to go back to the lifestyle I grew up with, where people didn't fly very often or eat out very often or buy electronics they don't need very often. I at wonder, least for a while. At mm-hmm. least for a while. Sure. And who knows how long it lasts. The high inflation of the 70s lasted half a decade. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Although, as I mentioned the other day, uh, back then we were a much more pay-as-you-go society. And so... You know, at the point that our finances were screaming to us, stop running, uh, you know, toward fiscal insanity, there was still some looseness in the chain, if you will. Now people are damn near at the end of their chain with maxed credit card debt. They're about to hit the end of the chain hard, and that's going to hurt. And you just you just hope it doesn't turn into some sort of 2008 style debacle. But I hate to sound like an old man, which is difficult to avoid when you are an old man. Um, Mm. But uh, wouldn't it be a challenge? No doubt. Wouldn't it be good if people stopped eating out both financially and health wise? I know it'd be devastating to restaurants and the economy because two thirds of the economy is consumer spending. But well, y'all can't find any help anyway. So. Might as well shut her down. So uh, the markets posted the worst first half of a year in half a century. 
That seems significant. That's not like your usual Wall Street news where they say the Dow is down the most since March of 2020. And you think, I don't even remember March 2020, whatever. But this, the lowest in 50 years, holy crap. Accelerating inflation and rising interest rates fueled a month-long rout that left few markets unscathed. The S&P fell 21% through Thursday, suffering its worst first half of the year since 1970. Investors seem to be in agreement about only one thing, according to the Wall Street Journal. What do you think is this the one? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> More volatility is ahead. That's what everybody oh, yeah. agrees on. 100%. But here's the news I wanted to get to you. The good news for investors is that markets haven't always done poorly after suffering big losses in the first half of the year. In fact, history shows they've done the opposite. If you got any money to put in, when the S&P 500 has fallen at least 15% in the first six months of the year, which it did in 1932, 39, 40, 62, and 70, it hasn't happened very often that the market's gone down this much the first half. Mm -hmm. It has risen an average of 24% in the second half. Buy! Buy is right. That's pretty good news. Yeah, past performance does not indicate future performance. People can and do lose money. Yeah, and have. (laughs) By the way, the NASDAQ finished the first half of the year down 30%. That's the most in several decades. The S&P, I mentioned that one already, down 21%, the worst since 1970. So what are you going to do? As far as your crypto Buy the dip! Buy the dip! (laughs) Buy the dip. With the air horn. Bitcoin just finished its... What was the air horn for? Why do we have a horn at the end? Get your attention. It's noisy times. Play it again, Michael. (laughs) Buy the dip. Buy the dip. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin just finished its worst month on record, losing more than 38% of its value in June. It lost almost 40% of its total value in June. Ether, which is the world's second biggest cryptocurrency, I bet you didn't know that. But if I'd ask you, you couldn't have come close to answering that correctly. It uh, is down almost 50% in June alone. So who knows what's going to happen with crypto? It's a June swoon. Got on a. I'd have thought it was, uh, what's the other one? Ethereum? Or, or um, no. Dogecoin? Not. No, that's not it either. Eh, it doesn't matter. Spankle uh, here comes. Here come, <laughs> you know, this is a positive Sean-style bit, but we ought to do, I don't know, uh, unicorn uh, in a kid's story or uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> right. Sparkle box. Oh, gosh, that one's hard. I don't know. Uh, I'm saying unicorn in a children's story. You're right. Yes. Oh, beautiful. But so the, this, the, whole, yeah. the whole highest credit card debt ever breaking new records every month has an end to it, right? If something can't go on, it will end? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that end looks like. Uh, yeah, I think... Well, it's so difficult. I know what oh it looks like gosh. from Elizabeth Warren's standpoint. It's going to be, people suffered during a pandemic. It was not their fault. It's time to bail out the credit card people. Right, right. Yeah, um, it's it's so hard to say because the politics of it piled onto the economics of it are so difficult to predict. But um, if it could end up being a scaling back of people's lifestyles in a way that's probably a little overdue. I, th- I think um, that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to hit a wall later this summer and people are going to radically change their lifestyles. Maybe things will get better and I'll be wrong. So I came across a really interesting set of uh, graphs and statistics about uh, modern economics. And the premise of this article is that 
24 chart, or charts show that we're mostly living better off than our parents, comparing living standards to the 1980s, which I found interesting. Um, and it, it, it leads off with Tucker Carlson saying, more than a decade of reckless fiscal policies have devalued the U.S. dollar to the point that the middle class can barely survive in the United States. And across the aisle, Bernie Sanders says, in America today, our younger generations, through no fault of their own, now have a lower living standard than did their parents. This is the American dream going backward. Bernard Sanders. I don't know what he means by younger people, but uh, people in general, I mean, I was uh, a kid in the uh, 70s and 80s, um, have way more stuff than everybody I knew back then. No, they're going backward. Well, you have an opinion, Jack. I have charts. So I'll I'll thank you to pipe down. Bar graphs? These... <laughs> pie graphs? Line graphs? Yes, I'm not sure. But I got bars and lines 100%. Pies, I do not think so. No pie Sorry, graphs. kids, no pie. Lots of line graphs. So many line graphs. Remember studying that in school? They'd make you do a line graph or a bar graph. Wow. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. it just, I mean, although it was, it was so easy. Yeah, I was right. like, it just seemed like, I think we all get this concept. Do we have to do it? How much time do we have to spend on this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So to, the one line that's twice as long as the other line, that's twice as many of that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> The bigger piece of pie is, yeah, I see. Yeah. I know something about big pieces of pie, okay? Look at Amen me. Amen to that. Uh, so we got all that on the way, among other things. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Comment on the whole economic thing is I stand by my principle that I'm going to have etched in stone. Uh, unprecedented plus unprecedented equals unprecedented. And we've done so many unprecedented things, we're going to end up with an unprecedented result. I don't know when How it's coming. How could it be otherwise? How could it be otherwise? Yeah. Yep. So enjoy it. Welcome to the spicy times. Yeah. Make it exciting. Make it spicy. That's right. Which reminds me the welcome to the spicy times Armstrong Kitty t shirts are flying off the shelves. Uh, we're all in this together, my friends. Anyway, so I came across this. I thought it was interesting and revealing. And there, there is a tendency to at, at, at simultaneously like lionize the past that everything was fine and great and better. And I wish we were in the past and, and also, uh, talk about how hard the, the present is and, and all. And, and a lot of it's just silly. It's, uh, you know, as insipid as the, uh, Barbara Streisand's song was about memories and, you know, the, those too painful to remember, we simply choose to forget. There's a lot of that. Mm. There's a hazy glow around the past, to a large extent. Anyway, uh, so these uh, this economics website came out, and I think it was one of our beloved listeners who alerted me to this. I don't recall specifically, but um, 24 charts that show we're living better, mostly, than our parents. And the first one, which I've been just annoying Jack with, is that we're eating much more fresh fruit. There's much more fresh Whatever. fruit available. Uh, oh, than, there's, okay, there's more available. I don't know if we're eating it. Well, we are eating it, absolutely. Oh, the statistics are unmistakable. Now, I have been harassing Jack and threatening him on behalf of his colon for decades now because for the longest time, you ate no fruit and vegetables. You only ate meat and potatoes, more or less, right? I have bananas. More or less. What do you mean used to? When did that change that I'm unaware well, of it? I, uh, I thought maybe personal growth. I, I have a banana occasionally. <laughs> I never eat a vegetable. Wow. 
Anyway, uh, so uh, while there's been quite the decline in grapefruit and plums and prunes for some reason, and oranges, actually. Well, a slight increase, we, decrease in the apples. Per, we had a lot person. of canned fruit when I was a kid, but we were living in the yeah, middle of yuck. the country. and Yeah. yeah. But so a giant uh, increase in consumption of everything from lemons to strawberries and cherries and pineapples and limes and mangoes and blueberries. Consumption of fresh blueberries up 760%. I'll be darned. Since the late 80s. My kids definitely eat more fruit than I did. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. they live around fruit or what, but yeah, we buy fruit at the grocery store all the time and they love it. Like, like, they like it like it's a treat. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, Likewise, uh, more vegetables. Not shockingly, I could list a bunch of vegetables, but you've probably heard of them, huh? (laughs) Yes, indeed. (laughs) You've heard of them. I haven't eaten them. Although, I tell you what, the all-time king of increased consumption. You could probably guess it if I gave you enough time. Let me give you a hint. Shaped kind of like a weeble. Well, is that right? Well, it's shaped exactly like an avocado. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the, incre- <laughs> the consumption of avocados is uh, way, way higher than Okay, it was. but, if, but your point, yeah. if your overall point is that people are eating more fruits and vegetables so they're better off than their parents, that just defies logic as a point at all. There's no what? way we don't eat worse than we did in, uh, back in the 80s. We have to because we eat out all the time. We take in so much more fat and calories and grease and salt and everything like that. There's no way we're eating healthier now than we did before. No way. That's an interesting point. We are eating way more fresh fruit and vegetables. Sure. But, but the, I the, think they've substituted yeah. for canned or not eating them at all. Yeah, that's not going to Along out. with fast food. You can eat some fruit and vegetables at home whenever, more than your parents did. That's not going to outweigh your Applebee's cheeseburger with fries. Now, the next couple of charts are likewise problematic, Jack, at the risk of sounding like some critical theory freaking lunatic. Here's another sign we're living way better than our parents or, <laughs> your or first back one in the was, 80s. Your first one was weak at best, but go on. No, you're an anti-fruitist. Everybody agrees with me. You're just you're an anti-fruit militant. Weirdo. Anyway, uh, number three, here's more proof. We have way cheaper hammers, ladders, TVs, and much more. Yeah, everything is cheaper because it's crappier. You, you have to buy ten of them throughout your lifetime instead of one because they fall apart. China! And even to the extent that that's not true, uh, for instance, you have uh, the, the change in hours you need to work to buy something. Oh, I don't doubt that. That's, that's is quite yeah. striking. Capitalism I mean, has been doing that since the beginning. Like a ladder is down a, by a quarter, semi-gloss paint a third, car battery is half as expensive as it was in terms of hours you need to work, hammers and digital clocks uh, up to TVs. A television takes 6% of the work time it used to take to buy. Yeah, I don't doubt that a bit. On the other hand, and this is why uh, reality is often more complex than statistics, Unfortunately, you used to work in an American factory making ladders and batteries and hammers and strollers and digital clocks and TVs, but those jobs are in China now. China! So, yeah, the stuff's cheap, but you're working at McDonald's. It is also crappy. Some of that stuff you were going to buy more than once where you wouldn't have in the past. But, Jack, we're just getting started. I've got cars and trucks for you. Yes, they're less expensive. Huh. Interesting. And uh, and safer, for that matter. There, there are a handful more that are worth bringing to your attention. I'm sure you'll yell like it's just an angry weirdo about them for some reason, but, you know, I'll bring them to what you. What, the all-important fruit, fruit consumption level that people have been judging generations by through the centuries? I wish I had a rotten tomato to hurl at you right now. <laughs> if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. 
Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This 4th of July, Roy Kenyon's going to play with the Buffalo Bison. That's a professional baseball team. Uh, notable because he's 100 years old. He Holy cow. Seems like bad strategy by the manager. I, just, I, I would tell all my players, hit toward him. I don't well, think... I don't think he can field that well. And he gets on base as the pitcher. I'm not going to be worried about him stealing, really. Lead off as much as you want, Grant. You can ignore him. Yeah, please. Now, this is a great story. So he um, uh, practiced like heck and was uh, on a championship high school baseball team, and his dream was to be a professional baseball player. And he actually got called up for a chance to try out with the Buffalo Bison, so maybe he was going to be a professional baseball player. Player, but he had to tell them, no, I'm going in the Navy tomorrow. He had volunteered to join the Navy. He was at oh. Iwo Jima. He was there when the flag, when we put the flag up. 
Oh, my. Um, and he said that was the greatest thrill of his life, and the second greatest thrill of his life is going to be when he gets to become a professional baseball player on the 4th of July on Monday, as they are going to officially sign him there, and he's going to have a jersey and everything and do the first pitch. So what a cool story nice. that is. Oh, that's beautiful. That's that brings fantastic. a tear. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. He said, um, uh, do you have any regrets ever for volunteering? He said, no. Uh, you ever have chills go up your back? I do all the time. Talking about when the Japanese, we put the flag up on Iwo Jima and the Japanese blew it up. Then we put it up a second time and the flag stayed up and the ships all around blew their horns. That was when I got my greatest thrill. My second greatest thrill is going to be on Monday when I play professional baseball. Yeah. Play. Yeah. That's a great yeah. story. Very, very Unless cool. he refuses to come out. <laughs> no, I'm All right, that's the ceremonial one pitch. No, 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 I'm okay. pitching. <laughs> no, I'm feeling good, Coach. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I want him to throw a curve. <laughs> I think I got my stuff today. <laughs> yeah, I got my good stuff. Uh, wow, that's a beautiful story. You know, there are various uh, polls out right now. Uh, pride in the U.S. is down significantly and blah, blah, blah. I hope we come out of this. Uh, there are times this this uh, our society feels like an angry teenager who's rebelling and completely ignores all the love and kindness and, and support that mom and dad have given them, which is a, a phase you go through and it's OK. Um, but as a country, it just seems so dumb. Well, here's here's the problem, as you were saying that uh, and you used the term I was going to use. We know, I know, because I'm about to go through it myself, it's starting already, the phase of Mm -hmm. the teenagerdom. We know that that's a phase. There's no no evidence that these are phases countries go through on a regular basis. No. Well, what country, what great country has ever spent a couple of generations teaching its kids to hate itself, hate its society, hate its country? It's never been done. Right. For obvious reasons. I mean, I could give a whole bunch of different examples, uh, but uh, there's no reason to think this is a phase we're going through and not just the coming apart of a country. I, I, honest to God, not hyperbole, not for talk radio or anything, I think about that all the time. I think there's a decent chance we're actually seeing the end of this all, and there will be no coming back from it. Yeah, I think the, the end stage could be prolonged. Um, it'll be ugly. long. It'll be very long, long and awful. Yeah, yeah. Could be, could be, or fight for it. Uh, it's up to y'all. Good morning, huh? Glad you tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Good well, you got to recognize so. it. I mean, you can't. There's, no, there's no point. I, I'm not a, I'm not a raw, raw. We can overcome anything. No, we can't. You can't overcome anything. Not if, not if you don't have m- m- enough people who want to preserve what got us here. Right. Right. To work on the imperfections, but be proud of the wonderful things we've achieved and the the incredible principles upon which we're based. Yeah, you lose that, you're done. You're screwed. Um, And again, I can, I I am always optimistic, except that our entire educational system, from kindergarten through uh, grad school, is teaching uh, our kids to hate their country. And we let it happen. So if we end up with another crisis, if we have a 9-11 again, Will we have a country united around who's ever president with 90% approval ratings to do whatever we got to do? I highly doubt it. It, it, It's a a coin flip. It could happen. Depends on the person. We desperately need a uniter. Well, Joe Biden ran on it. He's decided that that's not the way to go for whatever reason. Um, Senility. Maybe senility. I think we could have, like, if we had a 9-11 sort of event or worse, something that actually was an existential threat. Um, 
We could easily have the same polling results we get on every other issue, where 45% is for it and 45% is against it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I'm afraid that, and then I want to get back to my economic graphs. I mean, increased fruit consumption, who wouldn't listen to that? <laughs> um, I'm thinking the existential threat could make 9-11 look like a bad day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, just a bad day. With all due respect to the horror and loss of life, I mean, if China decides that they're going to move on the Philippines, for instance, the, the uh, or another neighbor. Not to make this a, a history lesson on 9-11, because that's, you know, a, a one-off. We're not going to have a similar, we're not going to have the same situation again. Of course we wouldn't. But um, it was a different time in terms of our politics, and George Bush had just become president, so he had that, you know, uh, have, built-in hate hadn't started yet. I think currently... Any president from either party that's been president long enough for the other side to decide they're Hitler? The, which ain't long. Which the ain't Hitlerization long. process is very brief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to get back to these economic statistics because they're actually really interesting. But first, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Speaking of things not going so great, there are bums, there are junkies, there are drug addicts ooching around all over the place. You want to protect yourself from break ins. Uh, burglaries, all your stuff getting stolen, but also fires. Do you live in the West? Fires, always fires, flooding, whatever. And Simply Safe offers comprehensive protection against all that stuff. Yeah, and so twenty four seven professional monitoring against all that stuff, and it's about a dollar a day. I mean, that's amazing. And all kinds of uh, publications reviewers who look at security systems have called Simply Safe the best out there, even though it is about a dollar a day. No long term contract either, because they're proud of what they've got and they know you're going to be happy with it. No hidden fees. And it takes you about 30 minutes to set it up yourself at your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. The website's terrific, super usable. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today because you use our code. You can claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Monitoring. Go to SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Are we better off than our parents? We got this text. Hell yes, I'm better off. I have Mortal Kombat 8 and 10. My dad had Essie Pong. Of course I'm doing better than my dad. (laughs) There you go. So cars are actually more affordable than they used to be. Now, these stats are not up to date for 2022. So Mm. a bit of a grain of salt needs to be applied. But as of last year, a Honda Accord, for instance, the average Honda Accord sold uh, was 15% less expensive in terms of the hour number of hours you'd have to work. Oh, based uh, on the number of hours you'd have to work. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. just the price adjusted for inflation. Yeah, call it affordability. Yeah, and, um, and vehicles um, last a very long time now. That's an excellent point, too. Uh, trucks are not less expensive. I'm sure you've noticed that, but they're way, way cooler and more powerful. Jeez. And just in terms of the price of vehicles, I was driving by a pot lot the other day, and uh, you know the kind of lot where they got the prices on the, you know, it's on a gravel lot, and they got the prices on the windshield. Shocking, shocking what they wanted for these used vehicles. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Uh, fuel economy, by the way, uh, for cars, passenger cars, has about doubled since 1980. Uh, SUVs and vans um, has actually. Uh, that's like quadrupled. It's lower than cars, obviously, but then pickup trucks has has grown uh, quite a bit, too. I'm willing to grant you that vehicles are more affordable and better than they were previous generations, although not as cool. Yes, Michael. 
Didn't you buy a car for like $900 and drive it across the country and it barely made it home? You and a buddy? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we each bought uh, Volkswagen Bugs. His didn't make it all the way back. I'd leave it alongside the road. 900 bucks. Wow. 900 bucks, you know, was a lot more back then. It was yeah. like $1,200 today. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, again, as a measure of life uh, being better or worse than back in the day, uh, the fatalities per 100 million vehicle miles traveled have gone from about 3.4 down to 1.3. Wow. So traffic fatalities way, way down, obviously. Uh, here's where it gets into some interesting stuff. Uh, they get into a series of graphs that show that households are spending less on food and clothing. Um and groceries, uh, housing has stayed remarkably flat with some blips up and down. But in terms of affordability, uh, housing has stayed remarkably stable, which I would not have have guessed. Uh, it just kind of rises along with wages. Uh, on the other hand, clothing is way down. That's because it's all Chinese junk. Yeah, it's all uh, crap. Groceries are down. That has to do with better, more efficient uh, transportation, especially in this hemisphere and globally. You can get strawberries from, you know, South America the next day Mm. in a way you couldn't in the 80s, for instance. But one really interesting part of this graph is that uh, as a share of household spending devoted to basic needs, health care has gone from under 5% to about 16 or 17%. Wow. Yeah. Triple. Yeah. Part of that is, and you know what, honestly, if if we were to get sacked tomorrow or I suddenly became wealthy somehow or other and could quit the job, I would like to really get hold of how screwed up the American healthcare system is and why and go around the country preaching about it. The problem is it's kind of complicated, but one big factor is the the, uh, medical colleges choke off the supply of doctors so that the doctors continue to make enough money to cover their giant inflatable, not inflatable, their inflated uh, uh, tuition bills, their their student debt. Mm. I, I have a friend who's a urologist, desperate to, to add people to his practice. That's a piss. Um, well said. Um, and, uh, and and they just can't find people. Well, the, the, you know, I, I generally uh, have hated the idea that we limit how many people can get into a profession. Um, but I'd never thought about it from the paying off your bill standpoint. I mean, if if the wages are low enough that there's no way you can afford to become a doctor, that would be a problem. Well, yeah, but that's we're we're solving it on the wrong end in the wrong way. I mean, if people are dying by the hundreds of thousands of cancer because you know, well, we can only permit a hundred new cancer doctors every year so they can pay their tuition. Oh, that's not a solution. That's not nope. even close to it a solution. It is not. It's it's absolutely awful. Anyway, what time is it? Yeah, we probably got to wrap this up. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, you know, a lot of this, I'll, I'll summarize some of the, the rest of it. Um, oh, oh, that's right. One more thing. Well, my summary was going to be globalization has brought a lot of inexpensive goods from around the globe. It's also cost a hell of a lot of American jobs in a way that is, you know, the, the fat cats would tell you, well, it's a, a rising tide lifts all ships. But, you know, so I've gone from a great factory the, job in America- Detroit to a guy who can afford a T-shirt at Walmart. Great. Yeah, that, that argument does not. You should never say that argument out loud in front of anybody. If you're at the top of the tide, the United States, you don't care about a rising tide lifting all ships. That's only right. bad. Anyway. And then finally, I'll end with this unless I, I'll scan the rest of them and see how interesting they are. But um, so. Starting at a baseline of 1990, 
uh, how have inflation-adjusted prices changed? We'll reveal it right after the break. Okay. You know, I'm looking at the clock. Some of it is so revealing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, This is going to be the worst flying weekend of the year, maybe among the worst flying weekends ever, based on what happened a couple of weeks ago. Are you at an airport? Have you had any experiences already? I know there have been hundreds and hundreds of flights canceled already today as we we head into this long weekend. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. College poll out, serious poll, well respected. Biden Trump matchup if they had the election today results in a second. Oh, it's practically the weekend. Why do you bring us eight? It's, it's, what, what? You'll find it intriguing. 
Okay. All right. Speaking of intriguing, so our premise here is that uh, we're living better off than our parents in many ways, economically speaking, blah, blah, blah. You know, whether that's the right uh, question to be answering with these uh, statistics, I don't know. But we'll post it all for you at armstrongandgetty.com so you can peruse all of these charts while you should be working or or relating to your loved ones. Uh, It's really interesting. But if you start at 1990 as a baseline, uh, durable goods in general are down 50%. Adjusted for inflation, the price of durable goods, Hmm. the price of apparel is down even more. It's down about 51%, mostly because it's cranked out in China now and not made in North Carolina or or, uh, Wisconsin or whatever. Um, Food eaten at home, adjusted for inflation, is down a little bit, a couple percent. Um, Energy has been wildly volatile. At the moment, it's up almost 50% wow. um, since uh, 1990, adjusted for inflation once again. Although, like a year ago, it was down 4%. So, again, wildly volatile. Rents are up about 20%. Your rent for is inflation. too damn high. You know, sir, there's something to your, uh, your, your case there. Uh, medical care adjusted for inflation is up over 50%. Wow, that's yeah. significant. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, our champion, our all-time champ, I'm going to give you a hint, Yale Law School now has more administrators than professors. Wow. Number one, tuition and child care. In other words, what your kids are up to, through college or grad school, is up well over 100% adjusted for inflation. Well, that only makes sense because of, uh, because, um, uh, hmm. Well, you combine that, Hyman and Hahn, with the fact that virtually all of human knowledge is readily available right. online now. So, of course, tuition is up over 100%. Breaking bison news. A 71-year-old woman becomes the second person this week to be gored by a buffalo at Yellowstone. I don't know the details if she was trying to get a selfie or usually almost always in these stories I'm on the side of the bison so we'll have to get details well she was gored by a buffalo in 2000 the Supreme Court was buffaloed by Al Gore wow (laughs) that was a long way to go but I enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) little 4th of July driving the drive down a windy road for you there Little twenty-two-year-old <laughs> constitutional crisis humor. What the hell? Um, Emerson College poll again. A respected polling organization. Former President Trump has a lead over Joe Biden in a hypothetical twenty twenty-four rematch. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think this is significant just because. You know, you got the January six hearings going on, and uh, you know. Uh, Everybody I respect that's a legal mind says, now, the, the actual prosecution is going to be damn near impossible of anything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to damage Trump and why go through all this and what's there you didn't already know, et cetera, et cetera, that whole thing. The national survey shows that Trump is leading Biden 44 to 39 in a head-to-head matchup right now. 12% of voters say they plan to vote for someone else. Um, if it were a head-to-head matchup, they probably would choose either Trump or Biden. I don't know which direction that mostly that twelve percent would break, but uh, Trump with a you know five-point lead over Biden currently—that's not something I think a lot of people saw coming several years yeah. back. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, uh, Trump v. Biden in 2024, uh, I moved to Uruguay or Paraguay. I can never keep him straight. Uh, well, that would be a bad sign for our democracy. Age alone. Oh, yeah. Two 80-year-olds with incredibly low approval ratings squaring off. Please, we can do so much better, America. Or can we? Yes. Yes, we can. Si se puede. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just, and I don't want to predict it. And I honestly, I'm not here to bait big Trump fans or or annoy y'all. Um, because I agreed with a lot of what he did and said, but um, Ron DeSantis, for instance, can offer the policies without the division. Although the the left will try to make it as divisive as possible, but I just for instance, good get for Tucker Carlson. Bill Maher is going to be a guest on Tucker Carlson's show. Wow! Guarantee you, we'll have the highlights of that next week when it happens. Wow. I can't even imagine how that conversation is going to go. Yeah, no kidding. You're blowing my mind. I know. Uh, if you miss an hour of this show, you can always grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.